Welcome to the Inside Insight Podcast, where we give you the facts, news, and sentiment of all your cryptocurrency and blockchain needs. Brought to you by Giovanni and Alex. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to Inside Insights, our first episode, Alex. What's up? What's up? All right, we ready, ready to do this podcast, you know. Uh, there's too much time over here taking from uh, this COVID-19, too much break, so we decided let's get this rolling, let's get uh, this podcast going. It's about time, man. <laughs> All right, so a little bit about me, you know, I'm Giovanni, uh, I'm into product, blockchain, crypto, I'm passionate about blockchain and cryptocurrencies. Um, and what about you, Alex? Introduce yourself to the people. All right. Well, I'm Alex. I am a blockchain enthusiast and cryptocurrency trader. I've been I've been in this space since 2016. 16, man. That's a long time. I've been, I was been in this space around 2017. We saw the the highs and the lows. Right now. <laughs> Tell us about Bitcoin. Oh uh, man, well, since 2016, we saw the highs, the lows, and the lower lows. <laughs> the super lows. I remember those days. Yeah, especially uh, since this whole situation with the coronavirus, we've had a a drop down to the four thousand level. But you know what? Shockingly, surprising. That I thought it was gonna go lower, but it didn't. And you know, I, I was actually hoping it was gonna go lower, because I was gonna buy in lower. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> if, well, at the lowest that I what was it like four thousand eight hundred or a little close teetering to the inside of well four thousand, but um, that's probably the lowest we will ever see it. Exactly. I thought that, you know, we were talking about a month ago, it was just skyrocketing, it was going to the moon. We all believed that. And then you asked me how the coronavirus was going to affect cryptocurrency. And it tanked for a bit, but it also was uh, in relation to the, uh, the stock market. So a lot of people panic. What's the fastest liquidation that they can possibly get is trading in their block coin because you get that cash instantly and the markets are open so that you can get your cash. Um, but I think a lot of people are going to start to reinvest in digital assets and especially Bitcoin because I thought it was going to get lower. But if you look at last year, it's trading the same way. So it kind of, it's 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 resilient very much so i think a lot of people are going to use their uh, stimulus checks to buy into cryptocurrency yeah i know i'm going to use a couple of uh dollars from the stimulus checks <laughs> yeah me too i'm going to use at least half <laughs> it's free money why not <laughs> exactly and then you know, within if you hold, I I think if you hold 
up until June, because you know, during the summer, we uh, the 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 cryptocurrencies starts to rise during the summer. Sometime from May to June, July it starts dipping. So if you were to buy now, um, I think you you can make some pretty good money off of that. Definitely, and I think with especially with the the Bitcoin having right around the corner. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's going to expedite the uh, rising of the price. What is what is the Bitcoin price right now? The Bitcoin price right now is seven thousand two hundred and sixty nine. Yeah, that's a big. It, it went from I think two weeks ago. It what skyrocketed to two thousand dollars, just about. So yeah, almost ten thousand. That's crazy. That's insane money. Valentine's Day was at uh, 10300 Oh, wow. So, and it crashed down to 4800 and now we're on the rise back up. Now, yeah, it just shows the resilience of uh, blockchain. And I think a, I think a lot of... Uh, a lot of people are starting to use the blockchain technology because of this epidemic, you know. So yeah, I read an article today with the Coin Telegraph on Coin Telegraph. Um, it talked about blockchain app used to track COVID nineteen cases in Latin America. Um, one of the things that was a was a was an eye opening thing for me is that they're focusing on Latin America, which one of the biggest uh, underrepresented and, you know, a society that doesn't have a lot of assets to begin with. And so by using the blockchain technology, it's just uh, improves their life. But what this uh, app was trying to do is uh, it's trying to connect a person's government ID number to a unique blockchain record. And by using this uh, record, it's gonna, it's gonna allow them to give, the government give them permits in order for them to leave their house for essential goods, to go to the, the medical provider, to go to the grocery store. And so I just thought that that was pretty cool. Um, and And pretty innovative in the way that uh, they're using this epidemic and they're using blockchain. Uh, one of the key things that I think is we're going to start moving towards medical records being digitized and on a ledger. And so a lot of these, a lot of these places, especially like in Latin America, are going to start using this in order to track their health and become a healthier society. So I think that's good in a way. And a lot of people might know, like, let's say right now, if you have the COVID virus, uh, you know, they, they specifically know where you're at, uh, what kind of uh, treatment you've had before, and what kind of health conditions. Because I think personally, like, the COVID-19 is going to be something that's going to be here for the rest of our lives. You know, like, we're going to have to take vac- uh, ch- our children are going to have to take vaccines in order to help prevent 
them from catching this in the future. So in other news, researchers design a blockchain-based digital court in Japan. So this will basically consist of a, a digital court using blockchain-based mechanism to perform legal functions with the, the goal of removing costly legal process, basically removing the middleman from the court system. Uh, this is being done by the University of Tokyo, who uh, clarified that this would be an extension of existing ideas for smart contracts without a centralized administration. Very big deal, and a very big uh, step being taken by the country of Japan. My first question is, is there a lot of crime in Japan? I would say there's crime wherever there's people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I think cuddly, cutting the middleman is always a good idea. Um, but, like, how, how, how does it specifically work? So, do they have, like, let's say I, I commit a crime... I go to trial, because this, this is our process, I guess, in America now, uh, where I commit a crime, I go to trial, and I'm supposed to be um, judged by a peer of my group, or a, a group of my peers, and then I get sentenced from the judge, uh, I have to hire all these lawyers, I have to, to defend myself, and all this other stuff. How is this a disruptor in that whole process? Well, it says uh, it's going to be involved in maintaining the records of the parties involved in the dispute. Okay. So it's going to keep, keep track of all the people, parties involved. And then uh, it says, quote, on suspected violation of some agreement, those involved post their opinions to this digital court. The court algorithmically uh, aggregates the party's opinions and judges who violated their agreement. Uh, if the digital court judges that a party violated the agreement, the party is fined by withholding a deposit made during the initial agreement. Oh, okay. So this is more for like, like contracts. Yeah, like law- lawsuits or like uh, disputes, like land disputes or things like that where you're able to type up your your dispute or your opinion of what happened in the incident. The other person types up their stuff, and then they, they also gather all these information, like evidence, and they compile it together, putting it on the ledger, track it, and then somehow the algorithms and AI uh, gets, gets a, formulates a, a judgment. I mean, it, it's cool because it's it's a more uh, it's a speedy process than what we have, and at least you don't have to pay lawyers and do do all this uh, uh, other stuff that may may impede on on you winning the, the the judgment just because you know someone did you wrong and you want it to be fast and quick, and I think that that would help out there. Yeah, 
it, it's kind of it, it's kind of the way we used to solve our our issues, you know, like uh, um, an amicable agreement. But you know, we used to go to like, well, back in the days, they used to go to like to the head chief or you know some someone that that was all wise and whatnot and would be fair in giving you a good uh, a judgment and that pretty much instantly gives you your your verdict you know What do you think that with this pandemic that's happening today, you know, a lot of lives being lost, um, it's basically changing the way we interact with one another, um, more information we're communicating through video, through uh, all these other technological advancements. Um, what do you see in the future with blockchain uh, after COVID-19? Oh, man. The future with blockchain after COVID-19, the future is set and golden, in my opinion. Um, you're going you're gonna to have instances where... For example, like dealing with COVID nineteen, the medical industry, like you, like you just explained, is going to be disrupted. Um, the legal system, the political system, um, you know, auto system, financial. I mean, everything. I don't think the world is going to be the same once all of this is over. You know. Mm-hmm. And with us living in the United States, you know, it's a, it's almost like a race between nations globally, you know, to be the first to try to, you know, master this digital um, currency, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, it's, it's something that we're going to be looking back on in a few years, like, wow, man, we were, we, we, we saw it coming, but we just didn't know it was going to be this big, you know. Now, what is your prediction in what country is going to develop the first um, digital currency that's going to be implemented in their country, you know, like that's that's all they're going to use. You know, forget like in China, forget the yen. We're now going to use the digital yen or whatever. What I would say it's not going to be the United States. Oh no, the definitely not. Being the first, yeah, no, it's not going to be the United States. I would say. Somewhere that has the most need, somewhere like, for example, like Venezuela, you know, places where their their currency is already not um, being used anymore, to where they're, they're starting to have to go to another form of currency. Yeah. So yeah, I would put my money on somewhere like that. But see, like my my issue with that one is like, who ends up? making the technology to have that digital currency because I think like let's say well 
someone from the from Canada builds the currency of Venezuela, like, because I I I I don't know I don't I haven't been to Venezuela or anything, but I don't think they have the capability to make it on their own as far as like technology wise and building their own blockchain or building their own cryptocurrency. So they have to go to other people or to other countries in order for them to build it for that country. And so like, how, how do you, well, how do you, I think, wrap yourself around them not empowering themselves to build their coin and to make sure that it's, it, it has like, like Bitcoin was not, and no one knows who built it or no one knows who implemented it. And I think that mystery is what keeps it going. And, and it's an innovative way of how, um, how, how the whole, whole thing, the whole network works. It's just, it's just pretty amazing. But like, I don't know. I, I just feel a way that they're not able to build their own own currency. Uh, they're gonna have to rely. And so like, a lot of it like they might leave bugs so that way people can kind of pocket or I don't know. It it, it it's one yeah, of those I things that. I don't think it's gonna be perfected on the first try. I think there's definitely gonna be some you know trial and error. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like who can you know develop the technology, I think it's. I don't. I think it, it'll be as simple as developing maybe like an ERC twenty token, something that uses the Ethereum blockchain. You know, mm-hmm. already in the, in the mix. You know, and have it so it maintains a certain maintains a certain value. So it has to be, you know, like it has to be used for for these purposes in, in this country, you know. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you my prediction of who's going to be the first country to have a digital currency that is being adapted in all forms of their economic system, and that country is China, because China has the ability to do it and implement it. And I think after this pandemic, they're going to go 10 times hard on building this digital currency. That way they don't have to rely on any, like any other ever printing out um, uh, currency. Uh, It's all just going to be digital and it's all going to be traced to them. And people that go into their country have to download the the Chinese embassy application or whatever, or the Chinese application that has that their currency, and they're gonna be, it's gonna be easy to transfer, you know, from your bank account in America to their digital currency, because, or or vice versa, you know, there's just there's just won't be a need for cash over there. And they already control over fifty percent of the Bitcoin hash rate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, like you, I, I, and that's that's another thing that uh, is kind of uh, alarming because 
let's say the government in China says, okay, we're not going to focus anymore on Bitcoin. We're not going to mine that anymore. You guys are going to mine this coin that for, for the nation. And so then all of the resources from Bitcoin, like all the networks, now shift over to this thing, to this coin. And so it's going to put it, it, I think that's, that's when uh, Bitcoins will dip down if that were to happen. But, um, you know, it, it, it would make the difference in implementing that coin in China or whatever their digital currency is going to be in China. why we're here we're giving the people the inside insight exactly exactly all right what uh i had a question for you um and it's something i've been thinking about because you know it's covid19 is creating this uh recession in the united states and basically the whole world you know but what if right before the huge drop that we saw in Bitcoin that goes up to 4,000, that Bitcoin would implement like a protocol that would stabilize the coin and stop new coins that are being minded until it got back up to uh, that big drop? Uh, what do you think that would happen? Whoa, 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 whoa. What do you think about that? Would it, would it stabilize the, the Bitcoin back to, to its original? Would it stabilize the economy if we were to all adapt this type of methodology? I think it would stabilize the global economy if everyone, if there was already mass adoption, you know, if everyone was already adopted to the Bitcoin. You know, as far as like, then, you, then you'll be able to uh, stop the mining and then allow the price to stabilize because people are already, you, you'll be able to go off the transactions alone because people are already spending and buying and, you know, sending and receiving the uh, cryptocurrency. Yeah. And, and you know what, what I also think is, uh, well, it, it, it takes a long time for, I don't think it would be good for Bitcoin because it takes a long time to do the transactions. Uh, but if you look at other other coins that are in the market that are faster, like uh, Litecoin. Litecoin or XRP, uh, what is it? XRP. Yeah, XRP, and uh, where they they're 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 doing these transactions in seconds, um, there would be more transactions happening. Um, even if if we were to implement purchasing with these transactions, because right now you can't purchase anything with Bitcoin. Um, 
at the scale of like going to Walmart and purchasing like all these goods or you know going to Amazon purchasing goods there you can't do that with Bitcoin and I don't think the Bitcoin network could handle all those transactions in the world so I think with Bitcoin it's a little bit different than looking at how how much their transactions uh, would happen but other coins like XRP I think it would be it would be uh, stabilizing the global economy if they were all to be implemented that type of protocol this up we'll see you next week we'll uh, see what happens in the market we'll uh, look at other things happening around the world with blockchain technology and cryptocurrency um, but yeah people stay safe Stay inside. Don't go outside. Inside. Inside, inside. <laughs> All right.